Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Monday, October 30th, 2023, the 303rd day of the year, the day before Halloween and National Candy Corn Day, appropriately, which people passionately love or hate and debate every single Halloween. Put me in the yes column. I love the candy corn. Today is also National Checklist Day. Making a checklist is something that experts say boosts productivity. Most people now just put their things to do list in your virtual calendar, right? But writing it down and physically checking it off the list Checking off the things you've done or accomplished is apparently a lot more satisfying and boosts productivity. I hope you had a terrific and safe weekend, fun with friends and family, doing the things you love to do. It was quite an eventful weekend, beginning with the loss of actor Matthew Perry, best known for his role as Chandler on Friends, of course, 54 years young, found dead in his hot tub of an apparent drowning. So far, they say there was no signs of foul play, but his struggles with addiction and depression have been well documented. It is a reminder that if you know someone struggling, reach out. Don't just ignore it or think, oh, they'll be okay. Monitor to them, reach out to them. If you were watching Newsmax over the weekend, and I know you were, you know it was a super busy weekend on the political front with former Vice President Mike Pence dropping out of the presidential race. I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. Former President Donald Trump says now that Pence is out, he should endorse him. He should endorse me. You know why? Because because I had a great successful presidency and he was the vice president he should endorse me trump the gop frontrunner by a lot as he says had a busy weekend campaigning in las vegas and sioux city iowa joe biden's weakness caused the attack on israel pure weakness and incompetence everywhere he goes biden's weakness provokes war and death because as history shows evil only respects one thing unyielding strength You've got to be strong, otherwise they're going to be taking over and they're going to be doing things that you wouldn't even believe. When I'm back in the White House, America's enemies will now once again, and they're going to know it, that if you try to kill our citizens, we will kill you. We will kill you. I told them all that. We had no problem. You know, we had no problem three years ago. We had no problem for four years. Nobody even this is unthinkable. I mean, I just watch and see what's happening. It's unthinkable. This couldn't have happened. Trump and several other presidential hopefuls speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition in Las Vegas on Saturday, an event that was carried live on Newsmax. We must have strong borders, strong military, strong families, strong cultures and above all, 
we must have a strong American president. That's where it starts. You don't have a strong president. The rest is just words. It's only words. It's only words. You never had any of these problems. For four years, you didn't have any of these problems. Think of it. You wouldn't have Ukraine. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have Israel being attacked. You wouldn't have inflation. You wouldn't have anything. You'd have, you'd have gasoline selling at $1.87. With your vote, I will defeat the jihadists, the terrorists, the communists, the Marxists, the fascists, and the anti-Semitic radical left lunatics. And we have plenty of them. We have a lot more. They're just pouring into our country. You know, the same people that attacked Israel are coming into our country. And there are a lot of them that are young, strong men. And they're coming in. They're 21 and 22 and 23 and 24 years old. And they're strong. And I watch some of the fake news media saying, oh, so many strong men. Oh, that's wonderful. There's a reason. And you know where they're coming in from also? Slightly different. All over the Middle East. But where they're coming in from? A lot coming in from China. What's that all about? Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spoke at the event. DeSantis also appeared on Newsmax's Saturday Report. Governor, it's really great to have you here, um, especially on such an important day. And I know you're speaking there uh, at the Jewish event there in Las Vegas. It could not come at a more pivotal time, don't you think? Well, I think you're right. I mean, you know, these are always, I've been coming to this gathering for years and years. There's a lot of great friends, and it's always something that's a lot of fun. But but this year, uh, it's a much different context because we have uh, massive conflict now in Israel versus Hamas, the worst attack on the Jewish people since the Holocaust uh, on October 7th. And so the world is just different now. But I think you're going to see a group that is going to be solidly behind the state of Israel. And I'm going to deliver the message. You know, I don't care what some imbecile on a college campus says. I don't care what liars in the media say. And I certainly don't care what worthless institutions like the United Nations say. We are going to stand with Israel in this dark hour for them. You know, you talked about uh, college campuses. Do you believe um, some of these individuals that are out there protesting, many of them are foreign nationals? And I know Tim Scott, who is also running for president there on the GOP side, he has said deport them. If they are out there and they are spewing sort of pro-Hamas messages, deport them. Do you agree with that? I was the first candidate to say that uh, if you have foreign visa holders out there making common cause with Hamas, I'm canceling their veto, their visa, and I'm sending them back. That's a bare minimum. They don't have a right to be here on a student visa. It's a privilege to be here on a student visa. There's a lot of Americans that would probably want those slots. There's other foreign nationals who uh, actually like the United States who would probably want. So they are under, they have no right to have those visas. And if they're gonna make common cause with terrorism, uh, we are gonna eject. We actually took action in Florida in our state university system because you have one of the student groups is called Students for 
for Justice in Palestine. And that national group, which they have these, these campus affiliates, they said publicly after the attacks that they don't stand uh, in solidarity with Hamas, that they are part of what Hamas is doing. Well, you know, you may have a right to say certain things, but that's material support to terrorism if you're saying you're part of what they're doing. So we deactivated the Students for Justice in Palestine, and we're the first state to step up to the plate and do that. Florida Governor and GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis on Saturday report with host Rita Cosby. 11 a.m. Eastern, Saturday mornings, one of many great weekend shows on Newsmax. On Sunday, DeSantis appeared on Meet the Press. Governor, and as you know, you are trailing double digits behind former President Trump. He is facing 91 felony counts. Do you believe that the former president's legal troubles are the reason that you're still in this race? No, I mean, I think that had Alvin Bragg not politicized this back in April, I think the probably the primary would be looking different. I mean, I think that that uh, gave uh, gave the former president more support. I think people felt uh, that he was treating, being treated unfairly, which he was in that circumstance. I mean, that, that I think has been a, a very important inflection point in this uh, because it, it highlights the weaponization of justice by some of these left-wing prosecutors. But here's the thing, ultimately, uh, it's not about the past. It's not about all these other uh, issues. It's ultimately about how do you get in and reverse the country's decline? How do we get the country back on a strong plane so that we lower prices for people, get the border secured, uh, deal with crime in the inner cities? And, and we need a strong leader to be able to do that, someone that can win uh, and someone that can actually bring this in. So that's the message that we're bringing to people in Iowa, New Hampshire. And, you know, when you're on the ground, you see the, the support building. Uh, we're doing what we need to do uh, to be able to get the job done. Yeah. Remember when Meet the Press was like a civilized Sunday morning conversation with former moderators like the late Tim Russert and David Gregory? Now it's like every question has to be a gotcha question. But what about this? And why didn't you do this? And what about when you did that? And did you catch the 60 Minutes interview with Vice President Kamala Harris? No, of course you didn't. I did because it's my job and I wanted to tell you about it. It was mostly a powder puff interview and mostly about the Israel-Hamas conflict. But correspondent Bill Whitaker did politely try and press Harris a few times on recent poll numbers, and maybe the best line of the whole interview was when he said former President Donald Trump, the current GOP frontrunner, is facing 91 indictments. Why isn't the Biden-Harris ticket leading by 30 points? And I'm literally yelling at the TV. I'm like, Bill, ask her about the border. Ask her something, anything about the border. And then he finally mentions the border without noting that it's an absolute unmitigated disaster and that she is the border czar. But her response to what he did ask was something about the root cause of immigration again. And in response to the presidential election questions, she deferred to the Democrats talking point of democracy is at stake, Bill. America needs to get out and vote because our democracy is literally at stake. Let's go to Saturday's edition of America right now.
At this hour, Israeli ground forces are inside Gaza, having entered the area from the north overnight. Not the major ground offensive that is still expected, but a serious expansion of operations for his reaction. We're going to bring in Missouri Republican Congressman and member of the House Armed Services Committee, Mark Alford. Congressman, thank you so much for making the time for us today. So the war is intensifying. Is It, it is expected to get even more intense. Tell us from your perspective on the Armed Services Committee, what we need to do to not only send a message to Hamas, but also Iran as the war escalates here. Look, three years, uh, three weeks ago, the world changed when uh, Islamic terrorists in, invaded Israel and, and butchered uh, a lot of people. Uh, we've got to continue to clear a, a clear, strong signal that we are 100 percent behind Israel. I know that the president has done some things, sending uh, aircraft carriers over there and other assets uh, to make sure that uh, they see that we have their back. But we've got to continue to not doubt them, let them go into Gaza and let them eradicate Hamas once and for all. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby was asked this week how the president was balancing America's foreign policy challenges, and there are many of them. Uh, here's the grade uh, Mr. Kirby said he'd give Biden for his performance. Watch. He's balancing it well. He's doing, he's doing it. I mean, uh, if you want to give him a you know, report card, A+. Plus. I mean, it, it, the, the, he's commander-in-chief. That never stops in the... In the, in the and the duties and responsibilities are literally global. I mean, we are one nation that has truly global responsibilities and is managing it all. Congressman, there are 400 Americans that are trapped in Gaza. U.S. bases are under attack. We've had a couple of dozen uh, injuries of U.S. servicemen and contractors. Uh, and uh, mixed signals from this administration have been sent to Israel. What grade would you give the president thus far as he manages this conflict? I would give the president a C. I think he should have come out a lot sooner from the Oval Office declaring our unconditional and unwavering support for Israel and that Hamas is the, is the, uh, is the bad guy in all of this. To try to somehow equivocate uh, the Palestinian people with the Israeli people and the Palestinian plight. Uh, look, we know there's going to be uh, casualties on the Palestinian sides. That is why we I think the Israeli Defense Forces have given them time to uh, leave Palestine, or at least to go to the southern portion of Palestine, where they can come in through the northern end and start cleaning out the, the tunnels, trying to rescue as many hostages as possible. But to somehow equivocate the plight of the Palestinian people with that of the Israeli people is just plain wrong. Missouri Rep. Mark Alford, a member of the House Armed Services Committee on Saturday Report, and former Acting Director of National Intelligence Rick Grinnell on Sunday Agenda with host Lydia Serrani. All of this conflict that's going on in the world, I can't help but reiterate that phrase, weakness begets aggression. So many people are saying that if Trump were still in office, Ukraine, the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan, and now Israel would have never happened. Do you agree? Yes, I'm one of those people. I think there's no question if Donald Trump were in office. It's because, you know, look, President Trump knows how to use all the different tools. Sometimes he engages with countries that people don't want him to engage with, like North Korea. Sometimes he uses sanctions like he did with Iran, which really worked. And sometimes he resorts to uh, credible threats of military action and sometimes military action. 
but he didn't start any new wars and he launched peace accords. But I think what's really important for us to understand right now as we watch college campuses across our country really getting it wrong, I think we, we need to be telling our uh, passionate young people two points, two facts that they need to understand. First of all, is that Christians, Jews, and Arabs do live peacefully in Jerusalem right now. That is a city that works. They all live together peacefully. But you have to ask yourself, what happened in Gaza and what is happening in the Palestinian territories? And it's very important to understand that in August of 2005, when I worked at the United Nations for the United States, Israel decided to pull out of Gaza. They did this because Palestinians were demanding that they pull out. So in 2005, 18 years ago, Israel pulled everyone out, all of the soldiers, all of the Israelis, and literally said, okay, let's let the Palestinians uh, have this land and see what they do with it. Uh, they were hoping that they would turn it into beautiful beaches, beautiful uh, land, but it got worse, Lydia. After Israel pulled out, the people of uh, the Palestinian territories in Gaza elected Hamas as their leader. Hamas leadership became billionaires. The people became much poorer. Mm. Poverty was everywhere. Terrorism took off. What do you expect Israel to do when their neighbor, uh, who they, they pulled out and said, okay, take you this land and do with it what you want. This is now yours. And then it becomes a terrorist haven shooting rockets against it. Great information and history from former acting director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell, on Sunday Agenda. The president and vice president will both be participating in an event on artificial intelligence at the White House today. This is coming after President Biden signed an executive order to regulate AI early this morning. And with its new speaker in place, the House will finally get back to work this week. On Wall Street, it is going to be a very busy and potentially very volatile week with another Federal Reserve meeting and an interest rate announcement. Yay! or nay on the interest rates will pretty much dominate the week, along with a slew of corporate earnings that started this morning with McDonald's beating estimates, saying the better-than-expected earnings were due to price increases. And that's pretty much what happens or is happening. Everything just keeps getting passed along to the consumer. Then on Friday, the monthly jobs report for October. And the happenings in the Middle East will, of course, continue to dominate the headlines as Israel ramps up its ground game now. And we will continue to have updates throughout the day from Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen and reporter John Huddy on the ground in Gaza. Be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Xfinity, Spectrum, and many others, and on your favorite streaming platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Pluto, and others. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you so much for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Continue to share it with your friends and family. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.